Hello and welcome to the podcast. This welcome. Is, this is a new everybody. podcast that we are recording today. Yes. We're both in button-down shirts. We're in button-downs. And we're both in hats and <laughs> well, you're that's wearing all. A, you're wearing a beanie. Yes. It's not a toboggan. <laughs> it's not a toboggan. I don't care where you're from. A toboggan is a sled that you sled down a hill in snow with. Well, that's a very touchy subject because we were we grew up we were born in the north but we grew up in the south we learned all of our words from pennsylvania and people are that toboggan that little it's toboggan not there. a toboggan a toboggan that, is a sled that little toboggan there toboggan <laughs> okay so what are we going to talk about today joseph uh we're talking about hacks with filmmaking hacks. um or terminology that you might not know about when creating films or hearing people talk about films you know what i mean yes sir, some yes, sir. terminology that comes down to like film hacks and things of that nature so it's yep. very specific so if you're looking to want to know about how filmmaking works in every situation things like faking it if you hear someone called faking it mm. or um or no, maybe not faking it, but maybe like tricking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hear terminology like that, you'll know what what they're talking about. You know. So go ahead and let's and talk about skills. that. Tricking, tricking it. Okay, so tricking it um, is usually referred to when someone. So in films, obviously, when you're filming a scene, people when you break down the production process, you're filming scene by scene. So the script kind of lays out a scene is kind of located in a specific location. You know what I mean? So we're going to say we're filming a scene. Usually that scene means everything happens in that scene from one location yeah, and one time of day. You know what I mean? So it's going to have a very specific look to it. It's going to have a, a list of characters that are involved in that scene. Um, when you do that, and also you're wanting to film in multiple locations, you might come across a situation where you're like, we don't have access to, like, say, an attic or a basement or, I don't know, a saloon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you have a bar scene and it's supposed to all happen in the same building, but you don't have a location available to you that has all of those things. So what you say when you say tricking it, it usually means like in one scene, the actor's gonna like open a door and walk through it. And then you trick it, and it means that you cut to another scene that maybe you filmed on the same day or a different day, where the person's walking through that door from the other, other room, and they're in a new location. And so that kind of means like you're tricking it. You're tricking the audience to think that they're to think they're in, in the room. same building or in the same location, but they're going into a different room. Yeah. But it, in reality, it's entirely different location. It's entirely different day. It's everything is different. It's just designed and lit similarly, so it feels like the same place. And yeah. that can apply through through everything with I mean, filmmaking. Yeah, we did that a little bit on Dying of the Leaves where we were in the woods a lot for that film and we did go to multiple locations different woods but there was a lot of time where like we'd film this direction kind of turn around film the other direction yeah type thing yeah exactly where and i did that if um if you saw on instagram or something where i posted a little star wars one minute 
short video film thing where this guy's walking through something that looks like a desert and then a uh, a TIE fighter comes out from the background and fires at him and that's kind of the end of it. It's kind of cool because I was wanting to exercise my ability to do some yeah computer magic, you know. Computer skills. Yeah, but that was all faking it. Mm-hmm. almost every shot in that video was filmed from the same direction just him walking either toward or away from the camera and the reason for that is because we were not in the desert we were on these big sand dunes next to the ocean you know in Kitty Hawk right where the Wright brothers first flew the first airplane on these big sand dunes you yeah. know what I mean we were in that area in North Carolina and so I'm like this looks like a desert if we film it a certain way it can look like a, de- a desert in every direction, you know? And so I was like, a desert, obviously Star Wars, you mm-hmm. know, Tatooine. So, and the same thing goes for stunt doubles. Stunt doubles yeah. is a form of faking oh, it, yeah. you know? Um, you, th- you cut to one shot, you have a stunt double from a wide angle or maybe their backs to the camera. You think that is one person. But then you fake it and you cut to another shot where it's back to the main actor. And it's like, okay, that wasn't actually the same person. Yeah, you're, you're tricking definitely. the audience. It's a, You're just tricking it, you know. So that's that's a terminology and a common hack that a lot of people use that is fairly obvious. But, a, but may, for some people that are beginning in this world or interested in this world of filmmaking may not have been clearly, you know, described to. Yeah, I want to bring up one more topic, one more um thing that we did before I jump to another topic I remember one time we filmed a short movie I mean this wasn't professional but it was with our friend Jake and we were gonna make it look like his head cut off yeah we tricked it we tricked it by we had you just throwing a hatchet basically or like um doing it on a log mm-hmm. and then another scene where his head kind of just rolled off <laughs> and it looked like they were put together but really they weren't yeah yeah, um, we talked about that a little bit. We never showed anybody that, but well, I don't we were think just we have like it. A, yeah, we don't have it. We deleted it. Mm-hmm. We were doing a beheading, and we used a fake head, and we just did some cuts, you know. Yeah. And it, we just tricked it to make it look even in our beginning stages, to look as if, you know, it's what's actually happening on, in camera, but it's not. It's it's tricking it. Um, when you watch behind the scenes of indie films or big production films you might hear directors or individuals on set refer to the term tricking it Mm -hmm. that's a big part of filmmaking you know um when it comes down to it filmmaking is all tricking it oh yeah you're creating a story in an environment that's not natural to the story yeah so you're using computer animation you're using lighting you're using actors you're using camera angles everything is really tricking it which to believe the story yeah that kind of brings to our second thing we wanted to talk about is day for night scenes or shading out the sun and then tricking it in post yes i mean something we did on dying of the leaves yes um we did that to where we most of the time just shade out the sun with a tarp with a reflector you know describe describe why that's important to do that yeah because there's no shadows in the night. So basically, once you go into post and make everything dark or blue, 
you know, blue, and yeah, blue or silver, whichever you just dis- you choose to do, to make. You're it. still gonna have the shadows if you're filming during the day, mm-hmm. but you're not going to have that at night, so it'll look a little weird. Um, so it's important to cut out those shadows. I know a film actually that I watched not recently, but I remember watching it is the original Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. There's a shot in it. It's like supposed to be night and you're like i can see shadows (laughs) but that was such an old film i mean that probably that's why they did it yeah they probably filmed in a studio or outside and they're just like we'll fix it in post yeah and it wasn't you couldn't you the biggest thing to remember when filming is this is important don't say you can fix everything in post Mm -hmm. as much as you can try to get it right in camera on set so if you have special effects and you like okay well if i can do this one special effect in post in editing but i have these other things that i could physically do in camera but i'm just not gonna because i don't have time or effort or i'm being lazy Mm -hmm. just try to take some time to do it in camera because you're gonna make your product so much more high quality and it's going to be so much better in the long run if you do as much in camera as possible and only enhance that through special effects as opposed to doing everything, especially as beginner, in special effects and in post. Because sometimes you're trying to film a night scene during day, and if you don't do something as simple as blocking out the sun, if you're in direct sunlight, then you're going to get some weird images and weird shadows under the eye and under the nose and you know under the lips or on the neck for the these characters that aren't supposed to be there when you're at night because everything yeah. at night is like really low contrast it's dark it's either bluish or silver you know depending on what your creative choice is so it's either like a white light or a blue light so you can change all those things in color correcting and in post. Yeah. But you can't fix everything. And if you have shadows and it's shot strangely, it's so such a headache and your product's going to look bad and you're going to be regretful of that in the end. You know what I mean? What were you going to say? Strangely. Strangely. It's, what is it? Shot strange. Shot strange. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, another thing that we've done in the past that was kind of a hack is if you don't have like a track or a dolly or anything like that a good way to do it there's a there's a lot of ways you can do it mm-hmm. but one way we've done it and i can bring up other examples things we haven't really we will done after but, you finish what you're saying um is a wheelchair yeah <laughs> we had a wheelchair one time we got from a i think a thrift store probably yeah I don't know. Either a thrift store or at the time our dad worked at a nursing home. Mm -hmm. So you might have had access to one. Yeah. And we just, all you do is sit in it, have someone push you in a wheelchair. And you just hold the camera. Yeah. That's a smooth shot. Yeah. Another one, like a good skateboard. Mm -hmm. Or skates. Or one of those, you know, hoverboards. A lot of people use hoverboards. Oh, yeah. I worked on this one freelance I've project. i n- never used one. Oh, man. There's this one dude. He's a pretty high caliber uh, freelance commercial working guy mm-hmm. in Columbia, South Carolina. And 
I reached out to him to do some projects and he helped he allowed me to help him out on a, a day project one day right and we were filming b-roll of this warehouse that did all kinds of I, I don't even know exactly what they did but there's just a lot of machinery and things on you know conveyor belts and things of that nature and he was just he had a ronin mm-hmm. so he he had like a, a, a electric motorized drone no uh camera stabilizer oh ronin ronin I, yeah yeah and but he knew he wanted to get extremely smooth shots Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to use warp stabilizer in your editor to do anything. So he knew if he walked, he would get a very slight, even though it's not shaky, it would get a very slight up and down. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that. He wanted everything to be super smooth. So he got a hoverboard mm-hmm. and he learned how to how to how to maneuver on a hoverboard a hoverboard. And he would hold the roan in while riding a hoverboard (laughs) isn't that funny yeah and i watched him do it and he was it was seamless and it was beautiful um i know a lot of people that like us out there we can't always afford you know to drop a bunch of money on a short film we want to do for like a ronin you know a ronin is probably going to be over a thousand bucks and that's a chunk of money when you don't have a lot of money to begin with you know and it can be pretty daunting when it comes to creating a film or an independent film but you want to get as much quality out of it as possible yeah so especially what would you say and i'll give some feedback or i'll give my opinion what would you say are some of the more important things for an indie filmmaker or someone who does production that wants to make their low budget or no budget film look as good as possible you know well one, you have to have mics. You have to have some kind of mic to get good audio. So it's going to sound good. A camera, you have to have a camera to get video, but you can use your phone. A lot of people have a good iPhone that, or I just phone that has a good camera on it, but most of the time they don't have good mics, so mic is important. Yeah, so how, how do you utilize a mic, and what kind of mic would you recommend? Most of the time for filming, like films, a shotgun mic. Okay. That would be a good mic to like use. Like a Rode NTG? Yeah. One or two, you know? Yeah, or, I mean, any kind of, sh- like, shotgun mic. You even could, depending on what you're filming, maybe like a lavalier mic. Mm-hmm. That they, you just clip on somebody somewhere. Put under their shirt. Yeah, and get audio that way, depending on what you're filming. And then maybe a good editor, editing software because you have to be able to piece everything together to make it look good the way you want it and create the video that you want yeah the movie i agree completely with you about the audio um we've talked about this in the past but i'll just reiterate it real quick for people who are interested if you want good quality on your film don't bother with recording anything except the dialogue of the actors. Yeah. Get the microphone as close as possible. Um, with a shotgun, like Joshua said, you want it above them as close as possible, not pointing at the top of their head. You want it pointing at their chest. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's above them, but out in front of them enough to point at their chest. You don't want it pointing at the top of their head or or not or at their forehead or something because then it's going to be slightly muffled. That's a good way to get good clean audio. All the sound effects, all of the music, 
everything except the actual speaking of the actors can be added later. You just really need to focus on getting that clean audio in camera of the actors. Um, another big thing is what we talked about already. If you're in direct sunlight, whether you're shooting day for night, unless it's an artistic choice, you need to have like a, a sheet, like a, a bed sheet or a couple to layer on top of each other that you can put up on a stand of some sort to block out the sun yeah. or a big reflector to just shade your characters because you won't you will not believe how how much quality you get out of your shots when you're going into color correcting when you look at your actor's face and everything is like soft nothing has harsh shadows nothing is lit strangely it's all soft and you just get so much expression you get so much cinematic look yeah. out of your actors when things are soft and when you're shooting when you're using the sun as a light source like outside and you're shooting through a blanket sheet or shooting through a reflector it's like it's it's as if you have a cloudy day by the way if you have a cloudy day a cloudy day is yeah, predominantly the best way to film something is because it's a natural um, shading mechanism and it's going to make everything look so much more better uh, so definitely shade when you when you don't have to. If you're in the middle of a desert though, mm. and you're like scene is in the desert, maybe that harsh shadow is artistic. You know, maybe yeah. you're choosing that for a specific reason. But don't just default to that because you don't have access to something. Because you can go take the white sheets off your bed and use that. Yeah, and it'll look great. Um, the other big recommendation I would have besides a good editor that Joshua already recommended yeah. is. A thing called an ND filter. Yeah. Um, when you're shooting outside, a big thing is you'll notice with aperture, and this is a little technical, but just try to stay with me. Um, aperture opens and closes to get better depth of field. The better depth of field you have, the more cinematic your shots are going to look, correct? Yes. It's going to look more like a movie. Um, if you're shooting like with a DSLR or anything that has a lens that can get depth of field which means one thing's in focus things in front of you and behind you are out of focus you usually want to get good depth of field unless you're choosing not to for an artistic reason because of that if you're shooting outside you're trying to get as much light into the camera as possible so you want to open up that well you want to close down because you have a lot of light from outside yeah right so you want to close down when you close down an aperture it creates less depth of field. Mm -hmm. So you might have a shot where you're looking at someone and you want the background to be blurry, but you can't because you're shooting outside and there's so much light outside that you can't close it down enough to get good depth of field. Because yeah. aperture is the main thing that controls depth of field. But an indie filter is like a sunglass that you put over your lens mm -hmm. to make everything darker. And if you do that outside, when it's then you really can bright, open yeah. up. You can open up that aperture. It gets better depth of field and although you're shooting in direct sunlight or maybe sun sunlight but with shading your character although you have all that you're like sunglassing your shot and so you can open it way up and get better depth of field even though there's a lot of light around you so if you're wanting to make your your film look very high quality and yeah. cinematic and hollywood as much as possible get good audio on set um Make sure when you're when you're doing a trick of the camera, make sure 
for the audience sake, make sure that you're doing it well, things are lit consistent, consistently, that it's believable, but then get like an ND filter on your camera for outside and make sure you're shading your characters, you know? What, what, do you have anything else to add or what, what do you think about those things? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I, uh, we got a little bit of time. I was going to briefly talk about studio um, recording and like backdrops. Yeah. Um, I know for when we, before the pod, before we started this podcast, we, when we just did informational videos mm-hmm. on this channel, there was a brief time where you saw a background that we had that was, it was black, like well, it had soundproof like, fo- foam board, yeah, and exactly. then boards across it. You could tell, and that gave it a cool style. But that was something that we just we went to the store, picked up some lumber, and just made ourselves because yeah. we didn't have like a studio. We just had a backdrop that we created, and when we would film, we'd pull it into the living room, film, yeah. pull it out of the living room, and record and we made it to where it had like these these u u brackets yeah that you on could, the background it was like this and you so could we fill built, it into yeah, it we built like a frame mm-hmm. and then we had on the background itself we had these u brackets that you could just hook up and it would just sit on this little two by four yeah you know and so it was our background and it looked good it, it kept a it kept a level of quality to our video instead of just like recording something with our our undesigned and undecorated living yeah. room or bedroom in the, background. in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of that was a affordable way to yeah. do that. You can spend like less than fifty bucks and buy some lumber or find some lumber, which I think we did for that. Mm. Um, from somewhere or some person, and just put together something that you kind of think like in your brain, this is creative. And that can actually do. That can actually do so much for your video, you know. That can that can make your video look so much better than all these other people who like in, on YouTube who are just filming in their house up yeah. against a white wall or in front of their bedroom or something crazy that's like not lit or looks strange. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important. One of the big things we've talked about with our company is the values of WiseWorks is emotion knowledge quality Mm -hmm. and quality is something there's an aspect of that that we as into as internet content creators people there's this narrative going around that says you don't need to do quality you just have to have a good camera and film wherever and people don't care maybe that's true maybe people don't care but if you want to be labeled as having good content and you want your brand and your personal knowledge to grow past this little video you're creating yeah and you good gotta, quality exactly you got to exercise your ability to create quality work not just with what the camera is controlling but with what the camera is seeing mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's why we invested in making this new podcast setup look good mm-hmm. you know yeah so well i guess that was kind of everything that we wanted to say do you have anything not, else? not entirely camera hacks or not entirely filmmaking hacks, but ideas that are very helpful for beginners. That's something that we have yeah. dealt with in the past, you know? Yeah. So that gives you a little idea of things we've done. So let me plug some things. But first, that. can I say one thing? Yes. 
if you're not into filmmaking and you listen to this whole episode, we really appreciate it. We're sorry yes. that it was very heavily into the whole filmmaking genre or niche that you might not even be interested in or care about. But we appreciate you listening and watching, and we're sorry the next episode will definitely be more entertaining. But we just thought it would be a good thing to just kind of talk about some technical stuff for filmmaking for people who might find some value out of it. Yes. Um, but we also talk about a fun podcast. We have a podcast that comes out every Friday night at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. called The Midnight Special on Spotify. Yeah. That's very relaxed. Most of the time we have a good, We don't usually talk about filmmaking on. technicals there. Yeah, we don't. We um, talk about all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Sometimes, Most of the time we have a guest... Mm-hmm. So it's not just us. It's yeah. other people. You get to meet some people that maybe help out with Wiseworks stuff from time to time. Yeah. People that are in the background. Or if you don't like to watch, listen stuff late, listen to it first thing Saturday morning. Saturday morning. It's a good podcast to wake up to. Get yeah. yourself some coffee, sit down, put in the headphones or listen to it on a speaker and Enjoy. Have fun. Yep. Enjoy the podcast. So that is the video for this week. I, we will see you next week. Or no, we'll see you tonight on the Midnight Special. Thank you for following on Spotify and subscribing on YouTube. Yep. Yep.